Hello, Rochester. Welcome. We're glad that you're here with us again tonight. Um, as you see, I have another friend with me, a precious friend. Aww, this is Dawn Anderson. She's going to be sharing an amazing story with us in a little bit. Um, I just want to, for a moment, though, just thank you. Thank you because you're the body of Christ. We yes. are the body of Christ. Jesus is our head. We have a lot to come together and celebrate about, and that's what it's all about. We're here to, to uh, encourage you. We're here to celebrate Jesus. We're here to pray. We're here to, to share some really good news. Amen. And tonight, the good news that I have to share is a powerful, simple truth that the word is powerful. I want to start right now with addressing a prayer that has come in during our opening. Joy, we want to pray for you and for your yes, family. You, Joy's Aunt Susan went home to be with the Lord today. You know, whenever Kent and I have lost a family member, it's bittersweet because, yes, there's a loss. Yes, our hearts are, are sad. But there's also a great rejoicing Amen. because we know that if Aunt Susan, and I'm believing she was, Aunt Susan, if she knew Jesus, then she's rejoicing with Jesus. She's with Jesus face to face. Yes. Yes. So, Joy, we pray right now for your family. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We pray for you. We pray for your loved ones. We pray for your dad. Yes. And we pray a sweet comfort and a sweet peace yes. that just Thank carries you. you. And, Lord, I want to pray that same prayer for everybody that has either um, um, right now has a heavy burden on their heart for a loved one or for anybody that has lost a loved one during this pandemic. I pray for you. I pray that the, the supernatural you, comfort of Jesus mm. literally carries you, holds you the way a father holds a child mm -hmm. and allows you to walk through this season with a supernatural peace. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I have a couple of announcements we want to start our evening with. After the announcements, we are going to receive communion together. So if you haven't yet gotten your elements prepared, why don't you go ahead and do that and listen to the announcements as you do. The first announcement is that one of the ways that we can um, give during this season when we all want to help in some way is by making masks. We have the material here at church. Um, if you're able to even just cut material, come and get the material. If you're able to sew, come and get the, the, the masks ready to sew. They are already being delivered to different health centers and different doctor's offices, different families and different organizations. So that's just one way that you can help. Second announcement that I'd, li I'd like to make is we have a challenge for you. We're calling it the Psalm 91 Challenge. As we have been um, doing together every night here at Rochester, <laughs> we have been declaring the promise of Psalm 91, the shield of protection over ourselves and over our family. So this week, what we're asking you to do is to either do a video of you and your family um, um, declaring Psalm 91. You can either do it in a personal way, personalizing the psalm, or you can read it directly from your Bible. Use any version you like, but do a video, post it on either Facebook or Instagram 
using hashtag RCC Psalm 91, and they will be posted up on our website. So go ahead and do that for us. We're not only answering a challenge. We are also declaring the powerful Amen. word of God as we do. Do you want them to film the whole the whole Psalm, Psalm 91? Okay, so the entire yep, Psalm. The entire Psalm. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay, we're going to go ahead now and open with communion. What a better way to start our evening. I love to take communion. It's a time for us to remember the gift mm. and remember the giver of the gift. So Jesus, you chose to give your life for us. You chose to come to this earth to be stripped of your deity to humble yourself by becoming a man and then to humble yourself even further by your passion, your death, your burial, mm. and your resurrection. <laughs> Jesus, that night before you died, when you instituted this ordinance, you gave your disciples the bread and you said, continue to do this. Do this in remembrance of me. Take the bread and know that this is my body, which will be given up for you. And then the next day, Jesus, you gave up your body for us. Your body was broken. Your body was crushed. Your body was whipped. Your body was pierced. You were ridiculed. You were rejected. You were spat upon. You were slapped. You were even put in a dungeon to spend that last night of your life alone. So Jesus, as we take this bread, we remember the precious gift of your brokenness that purchased for us our wholeness. Thank you, Jesus. And we take the bread. And then, Jesus, when supper was ended, you took the cup of blessing. And you said, take this and drink from it. This is my blood that was shed for you. This blood ratifies mm -hmm. the new covenant. Jesus, we come into agreement with your covenant by believing in the precious gift of your shed blood, shed for the remission of our sin, the complete forgiveness and remission of our sin. And Jesus, all we can say is thank you. With all our heart, we thank you. By his wounds, John, you were healed. Amen. Can you tell the people the amazing story of the last year and a half of your life? Well, Cindy, it has been quite a journey. Um, it's been a faith journey. It's been a healing journey. 
Um, but I jotted a few notes down awesome. because um, I switched gears and the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I really felt like I needed to go to a different direction. And um, with my healing journey, it all began September of 2018 when I joined your class and we were doing the Jesus Heals Today. Um, you say yes. We say amen. Yes. yes. He says yes. 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 And so that class, I really felt like the Lord was like pulling me and tugging me. I remember to when be you came. a part of the healing yeah. ministry. I really felt like God was calling me to be a part. And um, during this time, um, you would have people break down after the lesson and we'd pray for one another. We yes. pray over people. We pray for one another. And I don't think I've ever told you this story, but... Pastor Tim was in my group. I think it was the second session that I was at. Okay. Pastor Tim, um, if you're out there, Pastor Tim, God bless you yeah. um, for beginning this healing ministry and passing the baton off to Cindy. So I'm so grateful for you. And he said, you know, he gave me Luke uh, 10, 19 about trampling on uh, snakes and scorpions, yes. scorpions yes. and snakes, which I stand on that all the time. And so, and he said, and you'll beat cancer. And so never, ever did I think that he was saying that I was going to have cancer. I was thinking, I'm here. I'm called to the healing ministry. We are going to see miracles because people Amen. are going to be healed from cancer. Never did it ever. Wow. I never told you that. I don't you think never did. did. Okay. So fast forward um, to... Um, <laughs> The beginning of November, I had a biopsy done, um, several of them, mm -hmm. and they were put away. And Johnny Taylor came to the church, and this I didn't okay. mention to you. So when everyone goes to the altar and they start praying, Johnny Taylor, I believe it was his wife, told me, dear, you are going to beat cancer. And I fell out. So wow. um, I knew wow. that I had these biopsies. I didn't know what was going to happen, but never was I fearful. I knew God was with me. I trusted. I believed in supernatural healing. I believe yes. he would die on the cross, not just for our salvation, but for our healing. Amen. And so Amen. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that. And you if, didn't even have the diagnosis yet. I didn't have the diagnosis. And two people had. Wow. Had really, those were prophetic wow. words. And so. Um, the end of November, we had gotten the call. My husband was with me when we got the call and, um, our doctor, my doctor had said it's, you know, arc stage five. And okay, I want to just back up for a minute for those of you who don't know what that is. Dawn was diagnosed with the same cancer that I was healed of. She was diagnosed with Clark stage five, which melanoma. goes one through five. So it was very active and they had said, Okay, they had taken 10 days for the biopsies with U of M, and they were saying, this is weird. This is strange. We've never seen cancer like this. It grows out, not, it, it grows in, not out, and they were bewildered. But when he told me that, I said, okay, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And he said, that's awesome, Dawn. You're going to, this. that's great. Um, so That's what your doctor responded. That is what my doctor responded. Awesome. And so he supports me spiritually that way. Um, he said, okay, now next to have some surgeries. So I had several surgeries 
They found more in the lymph nodes, had more surgery. And of course, um, never with all the obstacles, with all the, the journey of um, <laughs> the blood, the injections, the surgeries, um, whatever came my way, never did I ever fear because I know the Lord had spoken to me the day I had gotten the diagnosis. Daughter, your faith has healed you. And so we go back to like, I would say, who am I? I am a child of God that Amen. loves the Lord so Amen. fiercely. I love him with every ounce of my being, Cindy. I love him. And never have I ever thought he would forsake me or would he, I know he didn't want this for me. And I know I, and I knew I was going to be rid of this. So I, I stood strong in my faith. Um, I love to worship. And I believe that you can change the entire atmosphere in your home and the presence. You can feel the presence of the Lord. Just turn on your favorite worship music and just go before the Lord. Just enter into his throne room and lay everything at his feet. And I would do that on a regular basis. But I was proclaiming daily the scripture. I knew because he told yes. me, daughter, your faith has healed you. Yes. And so you would talk about, you know, doing scriptures and reading scriptures over yourself. Um, I would read the Bible, but I would go into his throne room. I believe that I needed to have that intimate personal intimate relationship. Face face exactly. And so people around me, um, I think they doubted my faith or they doubted that I truly have a supernatural faith. It's a gift. I am so incredibly blessed. I'm so blessed. I am so incredibly blessed with the gift of faith. And so I know that I can say to the mountain to move and it will, and move. It will move. I just have to interject. So I have been walking with Dawn and seeing her go through this journey since the beginning, since before the beginning. <laughs> and what you see, that's who Dawn is. And it's not any superhero Dawn. Mm -mm. That's not who it is. Mm -mm. It is Dawn knowing intimately an amazing God. And she is just filled with such a joy, such an excitement, Ugh. such an expectant kind of faith. But there was no other option other than that mountain moving, right. other than that cancer being completely obliterated. So fast forward. Let me share a little little um, tidbit. Okay. I think for people that maybe waver in their faith a little bit or aren't confident in knowing and, and stand on those scriptures, read those healing scriptures, confess, just, you know, listen to the recording all night long. You can listen to music with healing scriptures and, you know, meditate, hide yes. them in your heart. And that's exactly what I'm going to be sharing. Oh. I'm going to be teaching you three powerful truths about the power of allowing that word to change you. It's not just confessing the word. That's not good. That's, that's, that's not what God says. He wants us to know him through his word. Yes. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So through throughout the journey and one of my surgeries, I just want to share this with you because oftentimes I think 
we go through things and it's not necessarily our own journey, but it's also as a testimony of people around us. So my leg, um, I had like a football off my abdomen and my leg was eight or nine inches long. And so my daughter, who was 19 at the time, I had said, okay, you know what, Skylar? Every day we're going to measure it. And our Heavenly Father, it is going to be a half inch smaller every single day. And I would, I would, we would talk about it. We'd pray and she'd get the cloth tape measure and she would measure it. And it was like six days, seven days. And I was like, that's okay, God. She was in awe. She was in awe because every single day without fail, it was a half inch smaller. Wow. Supernaturally. Half inch. Praise God. You know, so in, in these journeys, there are miracles. There are little things. You guys need to see the little things in your life that God is creating, is doing, is placing because it may be so subtle, but they're supernatural things. Pay attention to them. Yes. Remember them. Yes. Rehearse them. Journal them. Uh, and, and, you know, give the Lord praise and thanksgiving for them. Absolutely. Um, so fast forward to that was November, surgeries, then August. I knew something wasn't right, so I had a PET scan, and they told me I had a couple new tumors, and so they moved me into a wicked, a really wicked um treatment. So never, ever. I knew. Okay, Lord. Okay. Just got a little harder, you know, just more work to do. So, um, I knew I was healed and I knew I just didn't know when I knew it was a process. And people would say to me, Dawn, how are you? I'm like, great. And they'd say, no, really, how are you? And I would say, excellent. God's got me. God's got me. And so that's your confidence God, in his God, faithfulness. God has That's me. your confidence in his promises. And so never did I waver. And I knew that the Lord had me. Were there horrible times? Did I feel awful? Did I have the worst side effects? Things that, let me tell you, Satan will use the back door to get in. There is a spiritual warfare that goes on around us that, you know, we may not even see that's happening around us. And so he will use anything to take us down emotionally, spiritually, yeah. physically. And so I try to remain steadfast on my knees before his throne and just, you know, uh, the upper room surrounded, fight, how I and fight that, my battles. Yes, so that was yes. my song. Your battle song. That was Your my battle, battle song. And it yeah. talks about whose weapon is praise and thanksgiving. Yes. And that is still my that is still a weapon that I use on a daily basis. That was before my healing journey. This is during my healing journey. And so um, through the <laughs> awful experience with this chemo treatment, I ended up in the hospital. And um, they said, and here's another little miracle. I don't know how she's talking. How is she going to go to the bathroom? My blood pressure was 64 over 60. They said I was hours away from death. My husband told me all this after. I had no idea. Um, I just felt I was tired. I thought it was the treatment. And so um, I ended up in ICU uh, five days, six days. And then, uh, you know, pastor did come a couple days in. And I can remember I was pretty much out of it. And so I heard his words. And I, I, I knew, I knew that was one more confirmation that I was being healed. And I, I couldn't lift my phone or anything. And I was like, Joe, honey, 
babe, can you hand me my phone? Can we put on uh, my healing scriptures yes. with music? And Cindy, it was on the table next to me. Wow. You know, so those are awesome. your teachings, you know, just awesome. listen to the scriptures over and over, meditate on his yes. word. Yes, and let so, that word be medicine oh, absolutely. to your flesh. So supernaturally, I recovered, supernaturally. So I was released and I had one hour from the time I was released. We got home and I'm partaking the prophetic teaching on Wednesday night. So I went home and showered and then drove to class that night. Because I knew Satan yeah. didn't want me to go, but there was no way I was going to stay home. So again, supernaturally, God Amen. just lifted me up Amen. and carried me through. Amen. You know what? I give him all the glory, honor, and praise. I Amen. just thank the Lord because Amen. he. It's all him. It's all him He's amazing. He is amazing. He's amazing. So when I get through that. I had a PET scan a couple days before I was in the hospital. Several weeks later, um, I had gone and I had gotten, you know, good report. But it wasn't a great report. It was 50% reduced. Um, That's a pretty good report. It was a good yes. report. And so fast forward to uh, March 16th, I had another PET scan. And remember, I'm walking, I'm claiming, I'm believing, and I know because the Lord told me, daughter, your faith has your healed faith you. Your faith has healed you, and daughter. So, and so with that, um, on March 26th, I got an incredible PET scan result. And he said, Dawn, I, you could not have asked for a better PET scan. And he said, and I said, well, what do I have to do now? I mean, if it's, you know, he said, I can't tell you that you're in remission because it's melanoma. He said, but if I could, I would tell you you're in remission. I said, praise the Lord. So my doctor and I, we will say, you know, um, I'll take care of the spiritual side. He takes care of the medical side, and together we'll make it happen. So um, Cindy, our Heavenly Father, is faithful. He is. He is so faithful. He and is. We just and when Dawn called part. me the day that she got that good report, um, we were both diagnosed with the same cancer. We both had the same um, specialist, the same doctor. Um, Don, I call you healed. I do too. In the mighty name I, I of agree. Jesus. Amen. And 18 years from yes. now, you'll be sitting right here saying, my God healed me Amen. in 2020. Amen. I believe Amen. it. Amen. I believe Amen. it. So I want to go to the word now. I have some nuggets that I believe are very, very powerful. Dawn has lived what I'm going to share tonight. Many of you have as well. We're in a season right now in our, in our country with this, this health pandemic when many of us are seeking our, our healer, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, and the beautiful promises of healing in his word. So what I want to share with you is, and I know you've probably already heard this, but I pray right now, that there is a fresh light, a fresh revelation on God's word because there's power in praying the word of God. I'm gonna give you three points, time permitting. And the first point that I wanna share is that when we pray the word of God, faith is conceived, it's incubated, and then it's delivered. 
That's what we see of ta having taken place in dawn. So we know Romans 10, 17. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God, by the rhema word of God. I inserted the parentheses with the word rhema because that is the Greek word for word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema word of God. A rhema word is a word that God has breathed life in your heart. When he told you, Dawn, daughter, your faith has healed you. That's the spoken word. That was God's spoken word mm -hmm. revealed. It doesn't have to be a scripture. It often is. It doesn't have to be. God can speak to us in so many ways. But that happens to also be scriptural. And when he spoke that to Dawn, it just spoke so loudly to her heart. A rhema word doesn't have to be intellectually understood. Only spiritually known. It's an intimate thing. It is heart to heart, God's heart to your heart. It doesn't even necessarily need to be understood. I remember when Rhema was growing in me, I was a baby Christian and I didn't understand the scriptures. I didn't understand them, but I chose to believe them. And the Rhema word grew this faith in me. I believe first, first faith is conceived by hearing, but then I believe it is de uh, developed, developed as we meditate on it. And as we let that word grow in us, in, the, in Romans 10, 17, from the Passion Translation, the scripture says, faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Faith is birthed when our heart is responsive to the anointed utterance of God, speaking of his anointed one, the Christ, and the work of the Christ. In Luke 137, I love the scripture. This takes place um, right when Mary is being told that she's been chosen to be the mother of the Messiah. And the angel Gabriel is talking to Mary and giving her this news, this good news, but it's, it's almost too big to understand. <laughs> you know, is how could you possibly comprehend being the mother conceiving supernaturally a pregnancy and that baby being the Messiah. I mean, it's just beyond comprehension. And the angel's talking to Mary, Angel Gabriel, and the angel Gabriel says, well, your, your cousin Elizabeth, who is barren, who is beyond the age of childbearing, she's become pregnant at her age. And then the next thing the angel Gabriel said was, not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing uh -huh. is impossible with God. Mm -hmm. Now that word nothing in the Greek is made up of three words. No thing rhema. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing that God has revealed to your heart, nothing that God has stirred in your heart that he has uttered, that he has spoken about his anointed one. Nothing that he has promised you is impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing. I want to take a minute right now to describe that process in my life, 
18 years ago when I was diagnosed with the same cancer that Dawn was diagnosed. And I went from that place of conceiving the word to incubating the word to delivering the word. So when it started, my friend, my teacher friend who led me to Jesus, Jen Hood. Jen, if you're watching, I love you. I love you, girl. When Jenny um, led me to the Lord, she gave me a book of healing scriptures. And she said, Cindy, read these out loud every day. Well, that's what the, the um, word of faith movement is it, where it calls them confessions. Well, I had no idea what or why or how or I didn't understand, but it gave me something I could do when the doctor basically said there was not a lot I could do. Mm-hmm. So I took those, those scriptures and I started reading them out loud. When I first started, I had zero rhema, zero faith. And when I read those scriptures out loud, they felt like a fairy tale to me, like too good to be true news. But I kept reading them. Now, the first thing that happened to me spiritually was I went from a place of oppressive fear to a place of supernatural peace. Mm. The fear left. The fear lifted. So if you are fighting fear right now in this pandemic, this is for you. There is power in praying the promises of God. But more happened. Because after, um, after I had read those scriptures, confessed those scriptures for a while, I started, I started to grow. I know what I was doing was meditating, but I didn't know then that I was meditating. But I started to think about those scriptures, not just read them. I started to think about them. I started to, to talk to God about them. I started to ask questions. And my focus changed from the cancer and all of the treatment stuff and all of the doctor's reports to God's report. Right. And when that happened, I started to be edified. I started to feel like inside me that something was getting stronger, not in my body yet, but in my spirit. I felt like I was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then over time, and this was a lot of time, this was about six months of praying God's word. After about six months, I became so expectant. That's when I was like you, because I was a baby at the beginning. Dawn, you were uh, amazing. I, I told her, I said, she just, she just blessed me more than she could know. Because every time I saw Dawn, faith was just pouring out of her. <laughs> well, that took six months or so for me. But after about six months, I had that absolute expectant faith. Amen. Amen. And that's when the promise was delivered. I think people need to know that yeah. because it's it a doesn't process. happen overnight. It's a process. And when you were in that hospital in ICU and you were asking your husband to put the scriptures on, to feed your soul, there is power in praying the word of God. I want to share two more scriptures. This is John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That's a promise of God. But the key is abiding in the word and letting the word abide in you. That's what we're talking about today. 
meditating on those beautiful promises of God and letting them feed your soul. I have another promise. Listen to this one. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, that is consistent with his plan and purpose, he hears us. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us those requests which we've asked from him. This scripture basically is saying that if we are praying according to the will of God, the promises of God are the will of God. And when we know the will, we can pray with confidence. That's what Dawn was doing. When she had that absolute confidence, mm. knowing that that word was hers and that the only option was the mountain of melanoma had to move, then this scripture came alive in her life. It's so beautiful. It is incredible. And, you know, like the promise you had said uh, previously is that we have to ask. Yes. And so oftentimes people will read God's word, but they don't ask. Yes. Um, they have not because they ask not. Exactly. Yes. Or they wonder why. So yes. can we pray for this? We have a, you know, we're talking about oh, yes. um, the requests and, and um, praying in God's will. Amen. So, Amen. Um, so we have a prayer request right here, and I'm not going to try to pronounce your name. <laughs> um, I'm just going to spell your name for those who are listening because I want it to be personal. Your name is, is spelled B-O-N-G-I-N-K-O-S-I. I pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for your marriage. I pray for financial breakthrough. I pray for wholeness. And right now I declare the promise of God from Isaiah 53 that says that the penalty, the price for your peace, for your wholeness, for your welfare was upon him, was upon Jesus. And by his stripes, you were healed. So we thank you for healing in your marriage and financial healing and prosperity, having all your needs met. And I declare right now, God, I declare breakthrough for this, I believe it's a daughter, for this daughter of Christ. I pray breakthrough for your family in Jesus' holy name. Mm, Hallelujah. 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 I want to make two more very quick points. I'm just going to touch on these right now, and then we're going to move into prayer because I want to leave you with uh, edification on the power of praying God's word. Here's the second point. Praying God's word carries creative power. Do you know that the worlds were created through the spoken word? We're made in the image of Christ. 
And when we speak the word of God, there is power in that word. I'm going to fast forward, Kent, to the next scripture that has number, to the next slide that has number three. You can just fast forward through them and click through them. If you, there you go. Thank you. Here's the third powerful point. Praying God's word is medicine. It's medicine to your body. Let me read the scripture to you. This is Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 22. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. Pay attention to all that I have to say. Mm. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. That's what we've been talking about today. Oh, Meditating I can feel on the word. I can just feel Let this. that word just come into your heart. Let it be that, that, that medicine for your soul. And then there's a promise. Verse 22 says, Then, as you unwrap my words... They will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> this word life, where is it? Right over there. Will you point to it? The word life is the Greek, is the Hebrew word che, and it literally means physical life. That word does not mean um, spiritual life or eternal life or everlasting life. So it means it physical, means physical life. Okay. And it says that as we unwrap the words of God, they will impart that physical life and radiant health. And that word health is the word marpe. And it can also mean a healing, a cure, a remedy, and medicine. I looked it up in a concordance this week. That's what that word health is. To the very core of our being, the word of God is actually medicine. That is amazing. Medicine. Mm -hmm. In my case, I didn't have chemo. I didn't have radiation. It's not because I said no to medicine. That's the way my, 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 um, my healing journey evolved. I'm not going to go into details now other than to say that the word literally healed my body of stage four cancer. So what we would like to do now is to pray the word of God while we have a lot of prayer requests here. We're going to pray the word of God, Caroline. You have requested prayer right now for Jim, for salvation. I, I, I prayed for him last night, and yes. I pray for him again yes. tonight. Yes. He needs healing of his heart, healing of his spirit. God, when the scripture says, by Jesus' stripes we were healed, I know that that means spiritual healing, yes. soul healing, and physical healing. Right now I pray for Jim for both his spirit and his soul. God, I thank you that you are the lover of Jim. You love him like crazy. You want him well. It is your desire that none would perish, but all come to the saving grace of our Lord Jesus. So I speak healing, salvation over Jim and healing of his soul upon the loss of his girlfriend. Thank you, Father, for Jim and for his healing. We pray for Jane. Can you back it up just a little bit? Thank you. Her friend's daughter, Abigail, is in the hospital with COVID-19, and she's in her late teens. God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
thank you that your word heals. Thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, we claim healing for Abigail. I speak to her lungs right now. I declare right now, the scripture says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in Abigail and quickens her lungs. That the resurrection power of Jesus right now stirs and clears out her lungs and opens up the ability to exchange oxygen. I speak to that cement right now, Mm. and I call that cement melted away and completely dissolved in Abigail, your lungs opening up. Thank you, Lord, that the breath you give her to breathe is filled Mm. with the power of your mighty love and your hand to heal. In Jesus' name, we pray for Dawn Esposito. Her friends, Arnold's wife, Peggy, works at Royal Oak Beaumont, and she's been exposed. She's home in quarantine and with pain in her body and struggling with breathing. Okay, so I agree with you, Dawn. I agree with you for Peggy, and I speak for you, Peggy, and for every other person in the medical realm who is working right now on the front lines or who has contracted the disease and is fighting it on their own. I pray for you. Psalm 91, protection. A thousand may fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but Mm. it will not come near you. We declare the plague will be stopped here and now in your body, Peggy, and in anybody else who needs this prayer right now. We pray, Father, for the people on the front lines. We pray for that hedge of protection to surround them and enfold them and carry them. We pray for rest. We pray for peace. We pray for joy, supernatural joy, not depending on the circumstances, but depending on God Mm. to rise up in their hearts and to carry them through this crisis. And we thank you for it, Father God. Freddie, I pray for you. And I pray for your friend Eileen, who is a pastor's wife in the UK, who's been in bed for 10 days. Freddie, I know you have such precious friends in the UK. I pray for this friend. Father, thank you for watching over Eileen. Father, I pray for Eileen that you give her a word just like you gave Dawn. That you speak to her heart. That you speak that prophetic word directly to her heart that word that respond, that her heart responds to and her faith rises up to take the healing that Jesus already purchased. I ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's see, we have a few minutes. What Don and I would love to do is to pray the word over you to pray scripture. And we are going to be posting the scripture. I'm sure my friend Nick will help us with this on our website and on the church's website so that if you need to find scripture to meditate on, Mm -hmm. to feed your spirit with, it'll be readily available to you. But you can also do just what Dawn did and just what I prayed over Eileen. You can ask God, God, give me a word from your scripture to stand on right now for myself.
Mm-hmm. But right now, we're going to pray God's word for you. Would you go ahead and start, Don? Psalm, Psalm 107, verse 20. God sent you out your word and healed me, snatching me from the door of death. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, mm. Jesus. And even if that hasn't yet manifested in your life, declare it anyway. Yes. Declare yes. it. Take it. Mm-hmm. The work is finished. And as we declare it, something just rises up and grows in your soul to receive that word. Jeremiah 1.12, Lord, my eyes are on you. I know you are faithful. I trust you, God, and I trust your word. And then the Lord spoke and he said, Cindy, Dawn, you have seen well. For I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. Romans 4, 20 and 21. I will no doubt, I will not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning the promise of God. But I will grow strong and empowered by faith, giving glory to God. Being fully convinced that God has the power to do what he has promised. Hallelujah. God, mm. you are not a God, mm. you are not a man that you should lie. You are fully able to do what you have promised. And this is the song that this is the scripture that the song that we worshiped with is based on. My Bible study also is named after this scripture. 2 Corinthians 1:20. For as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered Yes. So I respond, amen. I believe your promises, God. I agree with you and not with the problem. May my amen bring you glory. Mm. Isaiah 53, 5. Jesus was, ru- Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was crushed. Crushed. Oh, Cindy, he was crushed for my wickedness, my sin, injustice, my my wrongdoing. The punishment required for my well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, I am healed. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. We declare that right mm. now. Thank you, Lord. By the stripes of Jesus, may you be healed. If you are fighting um, uh, a predisposed issue, in your body. And there is a fear factor because of that. I declare by his stripes, you were healed. I speak to compromised immune systems. Yes. I speak strengthening and yes. healing of immune systems. By his stripes, you were healed. I speak to yes. Crohn's. Yes. I speak to IBS. Yes. I speak to diverticulitis. I speak to um, digestive issues. I say, Mm. by his stripes, you were healed. I speak to COPD. I speak to asthma. I say, by his stripes, you were healed. I speak to rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and fibromyalgia. And I say, by his stripes, you were healed. In Jesus' name. Yes, Mm -hmm. I speak to depression. I speak to oppression. I speak to fear. And I declare, joy of the Lord is your strength. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. By his stripes, you were healed. In Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. He willingly offered himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we would be dead to sin, that we would become immune from the penalty and the power of sin mm. so we would live for righteousness. For by his wounds, we have been healed. I love how healing and forgiveness are part of the same scripture. They go hand in they hand. They go hand in hand. We, we, we can't separate them. And we need to get, we need to be right before the Lord. So, amen. Yes. And through his stripes, mm -hmm. through his death, he has made the way for us to walk completely righteous, 24-7, always and forever. Matthew 8. I want to just, before you read this one, okay. this is a scripture. It's one, of my, it's one of my favorite accounts of healings where Jesus healed one of the lepers. There's different accounts of him healing lepers. But in this one, Jesus declares his will to heal. If you are in need of healing, God wants you well. So take this for yourself. Go ahead, Don. Um, a little preface, a plug for The Chosen. This is in the episode oh, yes. with when um, the leper comes up to oh, yeah. Jesus. And they're, um, he said, if it be your will, please heal me. So Matthew yes. 8, 2 through 3. I walk up to Jesus and throw myself down before him and worship and say, Lord, you have the power to heal yeah. me if you really want to. Jesus reaches out his hand and touches me and says, of course I want to heal you. Be healed. And instantly, all the signs of, of COVID. COVID-19 or fill in the blank. Right, whatever it may all be. All the signs of the disease disappear. All the signs of Crohn's, all the signs of asthma, all the signs of cancer, whatever it is. That disappear. same story is mm. our story. Yes. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 11. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in me, mm. he will also raise my dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life in me. Thank you, Jesus, mm. for your resurrection yes, power God. right now. Thank you. The same resurrection Thank power, you, the same depth Jesus. of the resurrection power of Jesus raises to life the needs in the people's bodies. Resurrection life. Lungs be resurrected to life. Hearts be resurrected to life. Uh, immune systems be resurrected to healing and life. In Jesus' name. I'd like to, we're just rounding out our 8 o'clock hour, so I would like to... Um, declare Psalm 91 right now over our people. I'll start and then you can, we'll, we'll tag team. Okay. Psalm 91. I dwell in the shelter of the Most High and I will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. 
He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover me with his feathers. He will shelter me with his wings. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. I will not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. I do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at my side and 10,000 are dying around me, these evils will not touch me. If I make the Lord my refuge, if I make the Most High my shelter, no evil will conquer me, no plague will come near my home, for He will order His angels to protect me wherever I go. They will hold me up with their hands so I don't even hurt my foot on a stone. I will trample upon lions and cobras. I will crush fierce lions and serpents under my The Lord says to me, I will rescue you because you love me. I will protect you because you trust my name. When you call on me, I will answer. I will be with you in trouble. I will rescue and honor you. I will reward you with a long life and give you my salvation. Father, we stand in holy awe of your goodness, of your faithfulness, of your mercy, of your healing grace. And we stand believing that you are Lord over all. Mm -hmm. You are Lord over disease. You are yes. Lord yes. over financial burdens. Yes. You are Lord over our economy. If we give it to you, and God, we do, we give you, we offer you lordship. We put you on high. We give you first priority. As we come together as a church body and pray, we come in agreement with you, God. We choose not to agree with the world's view and with the, the, the negativity and with the, the disunity and with the fear factor. We won't agree with it. We choose to agree with you. And I do want to pray one final prayer for our president. God, thank you for watching over him and protecting him. I want to pray for our governor too. God, we pray for supernatural wisdom for both, not just both, for all of our leaders, all of our governmental yes. and political leaders right now in local, in state, and in federal government. We pray for them, Father. They have such huge burden on their shoulders right now. They need you. We pray for them, Father God, that they are guided and directed by you and that they surround themselves with others who know you. Thank you, Father God, for all you've done. Thank you that, uh, um, can't even think of the name of it, <laughs> COVID-19 is under the blood. By your stripes, we are healed. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Good night, everybody. It's wonderful to be here with you. We'll see you. I'll be here next week, but Rochester will be here every night. So join us every night at 7 o'clock as we come together and believe Jesus to fulfill his word.